All right, boss, we're going to take this one topic maybe and go down a couple different little paths, all right? Yeah. So the general... Sounds, sounds like a good plan. The, <laughs> the general topic is, let's just say, developing culture in a gym, the culture that you want to create. If you're the gym owner, you're going to be faced with decision A or decision B, and, and is one right or wrong? How do you come up with those decisions, et cetera, et cetera? That's mm -hmm. the general umbrella. And... This was sparked from a direct message somebody sent me on the old Instagrams. And I'm going to read it right now, leaving out the names of the innocent. So they slid into your DMs, they, quite literally. <laughs> they did. They did. So this gentleman basically said he's, he's an affiliate owner. And he says they're, they're reopening a new space coming up soon, asking for advice or feedback. He says, I'm not a fan of male members taking their shirt off while in the gym. I get that it can help performance, but at our athletes level, I don't believe it to be necessary. And I also believe it can make other athletes or members uncomfortable and does not serve inclusion. When somebody asks me what the culture of our gym is, I tell them dudes need to keep their shirt on, plain and simple. Sometimes I question myself about this, and I would love to know your thoughts on that decision or philosophy. Well, it sounds like whoever this uh, caller, I want to say caller just because it's a <laughs> it. radio yeah, yeah. show. It's kind of fun. But uh, it sounds like whoever this is has a pretty well thought through rationale for why they've made this decision. And... Um, Seems like that's kind of case closed, in my opinion. I think that's one of the things we'll probably end up talking about. But the beauty of owning your own slice of fitness kingdom, so to speak, is that you can make the rules and you can create an environment that is most suitable for you and the people that you're trying to serve. And if that's what uh, has been decided, then great. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And I think it's really strange when other people that are not part of this gym will have an opinion and want to push back hard on that, as I'm sure uh, is likely to happen on the internet from time to time. Oh, so yeah, of course. The, the, the very small slice where, hey, we have a gym. We've decided that guys need to keep their shirt on. That's the rule. Seems pretty cut and dry to me. Great. If that's working and it's um, something that you've thought through and you feel good about that, and that's the decision that you're going to stick with and your staff supports you, then great. End of yes, story. Yes, and, and, and it could be that simple, right? And I don't know if I'm reading into, I've got the message that he sent open on my screen here, and maybe he just you know, typed it relatively quickly uh, without knowing that some lunatic like myself was going to look through the wording and, and try to see what I can Analyze get out of it. Analyze it completely. Right, you know, so there's a point in there that he says that I don't believe it's necessary at, you know, at our general athletic level, like it's not going to boost your performance that much. And he also says, I believe that it can make other members or athletes uncomfortable mm. and does not serve inclusion. So to me, that's interesting wording. And, and I would just say that makes it sound like you don't actually truly know. Now, if you're still the boss, like you're an independent gym owner. You don't have to take the pulse of the crew before you make a decision. You're the boss. You can do what you want. I'm not saying that's the best course of action, but that is your right as a business owner. But getting to that wording saying that I don't believe, I do believe that it can make other athletes and members uncomfortable, then if I was talking to this individual face-to-face, -face, one of my questions would be like, hey, you know, 
rock on, man, do whatever you want. But is this just a gut feeling that you have? Mm. Or have you had one, three, five, ten members come up repeating the same kind of narrative over and over again? And then now you're following the trail of breadcrumbs. They're like, okay, I didn't even kind of know that this was an issue. This does seem to be more of one than I ever could have imagined. We need to have a bit of a policy change. Again, you can do either one as the owner of the gym. And I was about to say, and I prefer the second one to the first, but that's not true. Because sometimes <laughs> sometimes as the owner, you just got to make some decisions, which maybe we'll get Absolutely. into later. But I, it, generally speaking, if you can take the pulse of the troops and have that weigh into your decision, if it's appropriate, and it, it won't always be, but if you can... I think that will give you more confidence in the decision that you're making in where you're going to steer the ship because, if, you know, he's he's reached out asking because in that very last sentence, he's questioning himself. Did I make the right call? I'm not I'm not so sure. And if you know for a fact that this is the vibe from your people and not just your gut feeling, you could probably rest a little easier at night knowing that you made the right decision. That's kind of my two cents on that. Yeah, well, that's a great point to bring up, actually. And I let me add a little nuance to what I said before. Maybe it isn't as cut and dry. And part of that is examining where your belief came from, not only just from, are these people in my gym actually having an issue with this? Or on the flip side, am I alienating people that want to come to the gym and rip their shirt off and they've decided to go spend their dollars elsewhere? I mean, you want to watch out for that also as a business owner. Mm-hmm. Um And so, yeah, point taken that if you're convicted enough about it, you can supersede some of that evidence. Absolutely. Um, But I think it's also worth the personal examination of where did this, where did this come from? Is this just something that I am bringing to the table that is kind of an unexamined belief that I've held? Um, And do I need to carry that forward to the people in my gym? And that's another question, another dimension to kind of ask it from. So what, what's happening with the people in the gym? What, what do they actually think about this? Have you heard anything to your point? And then a little introspection of why am I feeling this way initially? Is this just something that I'm not comfortable with? And is it important enough to me to then put that on the population that's in front of me? So, and I think that transcends almost any decision that you're going to make. This is a broader discussion now about you know, you could come up with a list of different rules that may or may not apply. Um, You know, how do you use chalk? Do you use chalk? Uh, (laughs) Right. You could could take the shirt, the shirt topic out and cut and and paste it with a hundred other decisions that you need to make Uh as a gym owner from, are you going to play music that would make, you know, um, a hardened criminal cringe, you know, with the wording that's going to be there, or does it have to be clean, you know, lyrics Mm -hmm. all the time? I guarantee whichever decision you make, everyone's not going to be happy about yeah. that decision. You Even know? just stylistically, what music you choose to oh, highlight right. <laughs> is going to be a, a topic of debate, you know? So that's a that's a rabbit hole right there, sure. And you said when we first discussed this, that even though this topic popped up right now, that you recalled one that came up back in the day that, you know, maybe we have a little history lesson that people might not uh, remember that was Graham Holmberg, that's know, right. former, former yeah. games champion. Who the name of his affiliate Grandview? The name of his affiliate is escaping me at the moment, but he had you know affiliate owner, and he was very instead of sending a direct message, like he publicly brought this up somehow, and and he decided to go with the keep your shirt on 
policy at his gym. And as you recall, it was not met with kindness from the internet. Yes. Uh, unshockingly, people <laughs> that had nothing to do with this decision and would never be affected by it ever had some very vocal opinions about it, um, which I always find kind of amusing. It's, you know, we're, we're all expected to have to weigh in on everything, regardless of whether we'll actually be touched by it or not. At oh, some yeah. Point Got to have an opinion. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Um, and I, I thought the same thing that I think now with something as relatively inconsequential as to whether or not somebody has to keep their shirt on during a workout session. Uh, it, it really surprised me the strength of opinion from both sides. So and we think just, we just goes to show that, you know, some people are going to have convictions that run contrary to what you might have that, that to me, it's not a big deal, but to somebody else, it might be. And, mm -hmm. and I think both are valid. Um, you just have to be careful about, like I said, the external motivators to make that decision. And then the internal drivers that are also influencing that and get clear with both of them. And I think, I think Graham did not only the dudes have to keep their shirts on, but it was women, no booty shorts as well. I think, I think it was both sides of that, you know, were kind of, kind of effective. If, that yeah, was, if that I was, remember correctly. Yes. Yeah. You know, if, 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 if we remember correctly, that was the decision that he made. And, and I'm sure his gym survived just fine. Like I said, right. you could take the shirt issue out. You could make it music. You could make it vulgarities. You could make it, um, are you going to offer a women's only class? Yes or no. That may make some people very happy. And some people might feel like that's the opposite of inclusion, right? If you train sure. seniors, are they going to be integrated into the main group? Are they going to do their own thing? And as the business owner, you're probably just going to have a different one of these decisions that pops up every day or every week, whatever it happens to be. And you're going to have to make the proper decision, then go ahead and, and stand by it. And I would say, you know, when I think about making decisions like this, you know, I think about, you know, back in the day, there's, there's nothing more annoying than somebody that talks about the old days, which I'm about to do right now, you know, like, <laughs> but, you know, way, you know, back in the day, back when I was, uh, you know, in the military, you got to make these decisions. And I, and I was in a leadership position, which means I made both very popular and very unpopular uh, decisions mm. that had to be enforced. And so I think some, some general things um, apply to just the decisions that you're going to make in general. And I would say, if you are in a leadership role, managerial role, whatever it happens to be, and you have to choose from A, B, or C, if you can consult the troops, great. It's always a good thing to do. Hear everybody out because they might think of something from an angle that you hadn't considered, and that might greatly influence your decision, that extra piece of information. More information is, is a good thing. If you can, after you listen to them, well, the decision still has to get made and it's going to be on your shoulder. So take in all the evidence, make the decision. But once the decision is made, it then needs to be enforced fairly and evenly, you know, across everything. There's no special privileges for somebody else. That's going to create mm -hmm. hate and discontent and good and good, no good is going to happen from that. Sometimes a decision has to be made that you cannot consult the troops or it's inappropriate to do so. Like you just have to enforce something for whatever, you know, maybe it's building code regulation. I don't know. You just have to do it and you do it. Now, whatever decision, let's say you're the gym owner and you have five head trainers under you. And as the gym owner, you make a decision. Shirts are going to stay on. Let's, let's stick with that topic. Well, maybe you have <laughs> three out of those five trainers, head coaches, 
that very much think it's a great idea and two that are strongly against it. And you knew this because you consulted the troops. If you have good leadership and management at your gym and a good crew, you have this little closed room meeting, right? With your, your group, your five head trainers, the policy is discussed. It's clear as to what it is. When those five head coaches walk out now and face the class, they should face the class in one unified front. It shouldn't be the two trainers that don't like it when no one else is around go, sorry, guys, got to keep your shirts on. You know, idiot boy that runs the gym said we got to do it. You know, I'm with you. I wish you could take it off. You will kill the culture of a gym if there's this, you know, bad mouth, backstabbing. That's no good. It, It has to be whether you like it or not. If you are in a subordinate position to somebody in the leadership position, once you leave that room, you're on one team. And you enforce that, Mm -hmm. you know, you don't have to be happy about it, but you enforce that policy as if it was your own, quite frankly. And that, I think, will be um, ideally uh, a good way to keep harmony in the gym, if that's possible. Yeah. And I think another quality of somebody who's going to be a good leader in that circumstance is that they'll own that decision. Yes. And they'll allow the people in those, those other key positions to voice any concerns, to hear them out. To not just dictate that this is an absolute, but hey, yeah, I want to hear your opinion. That's fine. It may not change my decision ultimately, but I hear you out and I understand what you're saying, but we're going to go ahead with this anyway. You know, I think there's a way to navigate that, that, that people that truly care about the, those around them and, and keeping them there and keeping them happy, um, they're going to be mindful of that. And they're going to find a way to allow that to happen. And, and, you know, if you're somebody who's in that training role that, isn't making the decision and it's a decision that maybe you would not have made yourself. It's an important environment for you to be in where you can say, okay, I disagree, but we're going to move forward and we're going to do it together. Right. And there's a certain maturity in that, that I think everybody has to come to terms with. Now, ultimately there are certain decisions that you just won't be in alignment with and, and they're kind of deal breakers for you. So be it. That's fine too. You have to understand where those are for you, but I think that's the ultimate kind of workplace harmony, in my opinion, is when you have somebody who can lead the ship, they can make decisions, they can put those things out there that may be unpopular, they can still hear the rationale for other people around them, and and maybe even subordinates, Um, they can navigate that mindfully and still move forward with what they've decided to do, and try to get everybody else on board in a way that, like you said, doesn't create this divisive kind of, I don't know, resentful environment behind closed doors because nobody likes that and and it's not going to be something that ends well there that that might even start as a small innocuous thing or it seems that way but it always grows that's never something that remains static so you got to watch for that right away and you mentioned this hold on let me let me say one more thing here uh before i forgot um this funny thing about decisions too and it's interesting that we're talking about Again, in my opinion, an, an issue that's really relatively benign. It's not like a life or death type situation here. Um, and so it's, it's important to remember that big or small decisions can ultimately go, be reversed. You can go back on them. It's okay to be yes. wrong. And, and that's another strength of a good leader is you can try something for a while and then through an honest reflection and assessment, like we talked about, there's these external things coming back at you. What do the membership actually have to say about it? Um, you know, 
what was your intention behind the rule in the first place? Maybe not as thought out as you thought it was. It was just kind of a knee jerk, whatever the case may be. You know, over time, it may be revealed to you that, you know what, this didn't actually serve the purpose that I had hoped it would have. So we're going to go back on that. And it's not a big deal. And if you own that and you can, again, navigate that with clarity, I think people respect that leadership even more so because now it's not just this dictatorial, I say and I make the rules type of scenario, but it is one that actually has a mind for best case scenario for most people. Yeah, don't you? You don't have to die on that hill. Exactly. Yeah, most people <laughs> feel they have to, myself included. I know that I've definitely made made decisions in my life where they didn't work out the way I thought they had, um, but I was too stubborn to and prideful. I don't know or something. Right. Oh yeah. To yeah. go back on it and admit that hey, maybe I was wrong and maybe I should have just cut bait on that uh, much sooner than I did. Yep, things things evolve and change, and you might have mm-hmm. mentioned it. So if you did, I, I apologize if, if I'm reiterating it because you definitely mentioned it before we clicked the camera on. Was with one of the things that if you are a leader that made a decision, you should be able to clearly articulate, explain your reasons as to what led you to that decision in a non-confrontational, friendly manner. Mm-hmm. Somebody just walks up and goes, "Hey, last week we could take our shirts off. Why the change?" And, and if your response is, because I'm in charge, that's why, that's, <laughs> that is, <laughs> I make the rules. You know, that's, that's not what we're talking about. You'd be like, no, I, story. I, I hear you, you know, and I know it gets hot, but hey, this is, this is what led us to that. You know, give it, give it a shake for a while. I think you're going to still have a great experience. You know, you know, I think there's, yeah. there's a way that you can do that. And let me ask you this. Let me put you on the spot. Oh, okay. This is my favorite type of questions. I'm, I'm better off the cuff. You're shopping for gyms. You've just moved to a new area. You walk into this one. You like the layout. You look at the programming. This is great. You see a coach doing good things. You're like, I like what's going on here. This is fantastic. And they go, oh, just just so you know, we're a gym that you can't take your shirt off. I don't know if that matters to you at all. What What's your decision tree on that one? For me personally? For you personally. Has no, it has no bearing on, on my decision whatsoever because I don't care about that at all. I rarely take my shirt off. When I'm working out, it's just something I just never really got in the habit of doing. I don't have any problem with it. I mean, geez, man, I went, you know, I, I, I spent, this is going back a few years now, but I spent midsummers with uh, my friend Martin in, in Sweden, went swimming naked in the lake at midnight. You know, like I have no problem with the, <laughs> it's not a modesty thing. It's not the human it's body. Just, <laughs> no, yeah, no problem with that. It's just not something that I'm in the custom of doing and I don't find that it's really that useful for me. So no, that would, that would have like 0% bearing on my decision to stay or go. I was going to say, I've done a a fair number of workouts with you and I don't think I can recall you, if ever, rarely taking your shirt off. It's pretty rare. Yeah. Pretty rare. Show off the Canadian tan. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. But you know, so I think all this kind of goes back to a broader point that you illustrated there in the posing of that question, which is, okay, there's going to be a lot of different factors that go into running a really good gym. And the most important one is, are you on the side of your members' progress? Mm -hmm. And are you really supportive of that? And if that is yes, uh, resoundingly, 
from a lot of different approaches, you know, you've got a great schedule and you've got coaches that care and they show up and they do a really good job and they're invested in their own improvement on their, in their craft and they get to know the members and they, they understand their needs over the long term and not just this immediate, you know, technical coaching of, of form, but some, you know, they, they help them progress in the long term. All of these things are being addressed and, and a part of that culture, I think, those smaller decisions start to weigh less because really maybe this is going out on a limb here a little bit, but to me, if something again, as benign as can I wear a shirt at the gym or not is the deciding factor for somebody to stay or go, I would argue that there's probably other factors that are latently unaddressed Mm -hmm. that this is just one of those camel's back type of situations the straw finally came down and this was the one thing that ah, i can't get there anymore with it but yeah it doesn't seem to me like it would be the uh the biggest factor and like we said before you could take out the shirt issue and it's after the gym tours you're about to leave they go oh just just you know by the way all we play is death metal you know know, or just so you (laughs) know we only play we only play clean music just so you know like whatever it is fill it in that shirt issue with something else and i I, i'm on board with you that you know it was an oversimplification about what it takes to be a trainer that greg glassman used to say all the time but even though it's an oversimplification i think it was profoundly valuable and spot on where he just used to say what what makes a great trainer is if you care like you have to truly care and that's tough absolutely that's tough to quantify what that means Mm -hmm. But you undoubtedly know it when you are in an environment where those coaches and trainers unquestionably care and they're invested in you. That's yeah. You can't fake it. Well, maybe you can fake it for a day or two. But if you're around there for a couple of weeks and months, you know if they care or you know if they yeah, don't sure. care. And then if and if you're in this place that you feel true support, true care, true community, and they go, oh, by the way there's this policy change coming, you know, some people might be for it against it, but these are the reasons why we made it. You know, I hope you're, I hope you're open to giving it a shot. That's going to be far better received than if you were on in some community that you're like, I'm not sure anybody here really gives a crap about me or if they're just in it for the money or, or fill in the blank. And then they go, Oh, by the way, starting on Monday, this, and you're like, well, that's it. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of done. (laughs) So when in doubt, if you're the gym owner, you're an, you're an independent gym owner, so you can take your gym in a hundred different directions. But the one thing that I think should be non-negotiable is you have to care with all your heart about those people that are are putting their long-term health and fitness in your hands, personally. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you got to be on their side. That's that's the name of the game. And uh, that's something, you know, to kind of circle back to a theme that I injected early on about examining your own motivations internally that was one that I, I think it was actually Greg who said that uh, at my level one or shortly thereafter, where it was something about the line of like, if you don't like people, like you're in the wrong business. <laughs> right. It's a pretty blunt statement, but I think it's important for an individual to take stock of that and, and ask themselves like, wait, do I really like working around people intimately every day, all day? And if the answer is, I'm not really sure, I mean, it's a tough road to hoe being a trainer 
or being a gym owner because you're going to have people with all sorts of problems that transcend physical difficulty in the gym mm-hmm. coming at you all the time. And that, that's just the nature of the beast. And so if that's something that is unappealing to you or you don't think you can, you can get in line for that, well, yeah, maybe, maybe there's another way for you to contribute. And so that's, that's something to watch for, I would say. As, as much as I'm sure this question might rile people up, right? It's just the shirt question, even though we said you can cut and paste it with whatever. And it's almost a, even though it's a real question, it's a metaphor for the broader, the broader topic of creating whatever culture you want in your gym. I'm going to look at it in a very glass half full thing, which is, I love that this question exists because I love the fact that you are an independent gym owner. So they're, they're all not just cookie cutter. So whether you like shirts off and death metal or shirts on and clean music or, or fill in the blank, you can probably find the gym, the community, the culture, and the vibe that if you're shopping around, you walk into that one, you talk to people and you're like, this one feels like home. Like this, this is what I want. I went to some other ones. They were great, but they missed a mark on a couple. But since they're not all the same, you're going to get, yeah. you're going to get to find with a little time and a little effort that one where you just feel like it's, you know, the, the right pegs and the right hole mm-hmm. and, and, and everything's humming, firing on all cylinders and life's great. And that's one of the beautiful things about having the freedoms to make all these different decisions. You can actually create the unique culture that you want. And I actually think that's one of the coolest things about CrossFit gyms, quite frankly. They all have that different feel. Yeah, me too. Yeah, and it's funny because sometimes I'll talk to people from a a very densely um, populated area with a lot of CrossFit gyms. And they'll tell me that they went to one gym for a while and then they went to another gym for a while and then they ended up where they are now and they absolutely love it. But they'll say it in a way that's kind of these not embarrassed tones around the first couple gyms or or it's like they don't want to be perceived as talking smack about these first few and i always have to stop them and say hey like i, I wouldn't take it that way I, like i get it that some places just don't click and that's no poor reflection on them or you yep i mean unless obviously there was something that shouldn't have been happening that was there's cir- circumstances like that right. to be sure but for the most part if it's like yeah it just wasn't for me that's not a bad thing because there's plenty of people that it will be for. And that's great. You know, nothing yep. wrong with that. So I want to go back to care for a second. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because you talked about, well, I don't know if I can define it, but I know it when I see it. And that instantly made me think, okay, well, what, what would kind of earmark that for me? When would I take note of like, oh, that person really cares? And I think about it in the context of we're talking about kind of rules that are being laid down and maybe different protocol. And everywhere you go, there's, there's going to be that. You're going to have this skeleton of, you know, rules, cultural norms, whatever. They're going to exist and people are going to kind of navigate through them. I think when you have somebody who really cares, they're people that can kind of sidestep those, not in a way that's trying to be subversive or to to get around these kind of rules and restrictions, but in a way that they see that those are there to kind of create a, a, a natural boundary for people to exist. But when those aren't serving and they need to do something a little bit extra to get that person to the next step or to to get through to them or whatever, they will do so. And to me, that's like a really big part of caring is is we have this container, we've all agreed upon it, we know what the structure looks like, 
But if you, Pat, come to me, I was going to say, do you have like, do you have kind of an example that's rolling around in your head? I, I'll give you an easy example. We have hour-long classes, but at the end of that hour, if somebody's like really struggling, I'm not just going to cut off and say, right. "Okay, I'll see you next session." I'm going to go over to them and be like, "Hey, what's going on? Why is this session so difficult for you? Like, is there something deeper going on? Is it just a technical thing? What can we work on to make this better?" That's a, a really simple right. one. Right? Yes, you know, sure. you have the hour to maintain the schedule of the day because you have to be able to, you know, have people there at the right time, et cetera, et cetera. Yes. But it doesn't mean that at five o'clock it's quitting time and that's it. Don't talk to me. Uh, that's a very easy example. But I think that's kind of what I'm driving at with care yes. is that you, you yep. understand when it's time to transcend some of these things and take that next step with people. And when you find that coach or trainer or community that delivers that, it was worth the having to... Uh, experiment or try out a different a couple different facilities it's well worth yeah. it when you when you finally that's that's that payoff is worth all the effort all the you know whatever it happens to be experimentation so for sure yeah i think that's i think that's good i mean and and i'm i'm curious this i'll have to reach out to this individual and see after they listen to this are they sticking with their decision or changing and, and if yeah because they said they were opening a new facility we'll see does it actually pan out how they thought it was going to pan out. So I think that's it. Anything else on kind of gym culture and decision-making trees? No, I just think that uh, culture is like a garden. You have to cultivate it to some degree, but also like a garden, you can't control it um, entirely. There's going to be emergent things that happen and some of them are going to be totally awesome. So don't close yourself off to those as well. You're dealing with a really complex thing when you have a bunch of people that choose to meet in the same place at the same time to do something. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's going to be a, a, a give and take. So part of that's going to be dictated by the, uh, the owner and the person making the rules, but they're going to have to be receptive on the other side too. So, yeah. And there's something that needs to be addressed and it's our wardrobe. Oh, I was going to, I was going to say something about that. Yeah. Speaking of, of shirts. <laughs> this was not intentional. Boz and I yeah. did not, you know, connect like a couple 17 year olds before this. Like, what are you wearing? I, I clicked I on the Zoom had. and I was like, oh, are you kidding me? Get the same shirt on. <laughs> but then we just decided just to leave it. Right. I mean, so it's, yeah, Why it's not? all, it's all good. The uh, FDNY uh, Barbell Club, much, much appreciated. Yeah. Shout out to uh, Rick and Sasha. I, I've met those guys a few times and they're awesome. Check them out. Yeah, for sure. So as we always say, if you're watching this, thank you. Listening to it in audio format, of course, thanks for your support. I hope that this topic and this particular podcast sparked some questions. So if you are a gym owner, throw down in the comments in the, on the BTWB YouTube channel under this particular episode, what are some maybe some struggles you've dealt with in your gym? Some topics or, you know, points that you had to make a, a hard line in the sand. What led you to that decision? In hindsight, was it a good call? Are there some that you have now flip-flopped on? Or are there some hot-button items that we didn't address and we should pop in there for a future show on either decisions or coaching staff or, you know, the, the culture at your gym and all that good stuff? So, Thank you for the support. Of course, we appreciate it. For Adrian Bosman, I'm Pat Sherwood, and we will talk to you next time.